Welcome to the Ortho Eval Pal podcast, where we can help you build confidence with your orthopedic evaluation and management skills. We hope you enjoy the show. And now, for your host, Paul Mark. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 289 of the Ortho Eval Pal podcast. I'm your host, Paul Marquis, and today we're going to be talking about three causes of proximal humeral bruising. We're going to discuss the three most common causes of proximal humeral bruising. We're going to go through a little brief review of three patient scenarios, and then we're going to talk about what to add to your evaluation if you have proximal humeral bruising in a patient and so much more. But if you don't mind holding for a moment, we're going to hear a word from our sponsor. You've all seen the name Chattanooga in rehab clinics. Chattanooga has been a staple for all your traditional clinical equipment needs, and they are now carrying modalities including high-powered laser, focus shockwave, and radial pressure wave devices. These modalities have the ability to transform your practice from both a clinical and revenue standpoint. Trust me, I have patients traveling over an hour to come have radial pressure wave treatment in our clinic. Click the link in the show notes to request a quote, schedule an in-person demo, or get more information on their new modalities. You can also visit their website at www.lightforcemedical.com. Welcome back. So... Some of you may know this uh, and some of you may not. Uh, I'm a tree farmer and the last couple of days have been morning till night in the tree farm. It's that time of year where we do a lot of digging and transplanting and whatnot. And I am just about as spent as spent gets. So although this may be one of our shortest podcasts, it may take me twice as long to get through it. Um, Just uh, running on first gear here today. But uh, totally love being in the tree farm because it's one of those things that just takes my mind off of everything. And uh, in prepping for this podcast this morning, I just got up early, grabbed a cup of coffee before getting out to the farm and and uh, really pieced this together because we've had some patients uh, recently who, you know, they have a, an injury or a diagnosis and it just sparks a thought about, you know what, I need to talk about this. I need to bring this to the folks who are listening to me. So um, I hope you enjoy today's show. We're going to be talking about bruising and the proximal humerus. And talking about bruising is a little like talking about crepitus. It's often there, but, you know, trying to change it doesn't make a huge difference. Now, in the eyes of the patient, though, it's huge. They love to talk about their bruising. They love to talk about crepitus. And um, they they think that there is a huge correlation between bruising, crepitus, and um, their issues that they have. Uh, And so it's it's important that we, we talk and educate uh, you know, talk to our patients and educate them about what bruising is uh, and uh, why some people have it more than others. Uh, it's just amazing. Uh, you know, like uh, you could beat me with a bat and I won't bruise, but my wife could bump into uh, the side of the mattress, uh, you know, and be bruised for a couple of weeks. Uh, and so some people bruise more than others. And uh, we've had, you know, situations where patients come in, they both have the same type of ankle sprains and one will be bruised from the knee to the toes and the other one will have just a little bit of swelling in that ATF area and maybe a drop of bruising right over that uh, area. Um, But uh, everybody, you know, it varies with everyone. So, you know, explain to them that, you know, you're getting rid of bruising is not the only sign of getting better. Uh, Oftentimes people will, uh, will look at it that way. So, and that's not always the case. So let's get into a couple, you know, patient presentations and talk about how bruising in the proximal humerus might influence your evaluation. So let's do our first patient here, Claire. Claire was a patient of mine many years ago, and I will uh, add a video of Claire and our evaluation of her when she first came to see me. Now, 
Claire was out on a boat one night, and apparently when they brought the boat to the dock or the wharf, as she was stepping off, the boat pushed away from the wharf really quickly because a wave came, and she fell, and she was going to fall between the boat and the wharf and grabbed onto a rope and was basically suspended with her arm overhead um, and had quite a bit of discomfort that night. The next morning, uh, she came right in to see us, so within... 12 hours uh, she was in our clinic uh, just to get an evaluation and, and some recommendations. And she had, you know, quite a bit of bruising in that proximal uh, humeral region. And so this was an interesting presentation because in regards to her passive range of motion, she had pretty near full passive range of motion, but had considerable difficulty uh, with active flexion, active abduction, external rotation, uh, just a significant amount of pain. And uh, most of the bruising was, you know, in the anterior aspect of the uh, the proximal humerus. Now, when all was said and done, uh, we we couldn't get her moving much, so we we called an orthopedic surgeon, and he actually got back in touch with us uh, between cases and had her come in right away, took a look at her, did some X-rays, and she had a two-part humeral fracture. Now, she had no tear of the rotator cuff. Uh, we put her in a sling, and she did really well over the course of, uh, you know, six to eight weeks. Got her motion back and um, really progressed nicely with her. But that was a, you know, bruising in the proximal shoulder is not typical when people have rotator cuff tears. Not unless they have some sort of a bleeding disorder, but I'll tell you, I've seen hundreds and hundreds of rotator cuff tears and um, repairs, and very rarely do they bruise in the proximal humeral region. So um, I don't ever hang my hat on bruising in conjunction with a cuff tear. But this gal had a, a two-part humeral fracture and uh, certainly enough to give her some bruising there. Let's talk about patient number two. Patient number two is Blair. And um, Blair had a reverse total shoulder replacement. He had a latissimus transplant when he had that done. And as a result of that, ended up with an, um, uh, an axillary nerve palsy and uh, lost his deltoids. So basically, it took about you know four or five months before his deltoids started to reappear and started to reactivate and did really well after a you know he had a super big rotator cuff you know tear uh, massive all four muscles and uh, basically you know had this reconstruction. Well, after he was better and doing really really well, he went out fly fishing and took his pole off to the side and flung it forward. And when he tried to pull back, ruptured his proximal biceps. Um, and I will have a video on that one also. And you can see how much bruising there is um, with, with this gentleman from a proximal biceps tear. Now, this is probably, from experience, the most common cause of bruising in the proximal humeral region is that proximal biceps tear. Um, so do we have to worry about this as much? Well, no, we don't. Not like a distal biceps tear. Um, there are many people who end up going into surgery and having you know, their rotator cuff repaired, and maybe they'll have a biceps tenodesis or they'll have a complete tenotomy and uh, just let that bicep tendon drop. Remember, the, uh, the short head of the biceps is at a mechanical uh, advantage, and so it will continue to help out uh, with uh, supination and uh, some elbow flexion, but you also have that brachialis under there. So you don't need to rush into surgery if you have a proximal biceps tear, but you need to know how to assess it and um, identify that that is what it is. All right, so we had a 
fairly non-traumatic injury there for that proximal biceps tear. And uh, so you, you really shouldn't expect that, oh, he fractured his arm or, um, you know, he, he broke the prosthesis where he had that reverse total shoulder replacement just doing by, uh, you know, a little simple elbow flexion and extension while he's fly fishing. So um, something to remember there while you are evaluating uh, patients. Now, patient number three, we have Tim. He's 42 years old and uh, tore his pec tendon off uh, of the humerus uh, while bench pressing. Uh, there was a loud pop and snap and it was very painful uh, and he bruised pretty much right away. His pec muscle was sitting a little bit lower than the other and uh, unfortunately took him quite a bit of time to um, get some uh, medical attention and uh, therefore uh, got in finally to see a shoulder specialist at about uh, the three-week mark. And, uh, you know, it's important that when you have this type of tear or a distal biceps tear that you get them in as quickly as possible to an orthopedic specialist. Because if you go too long, you're going to have all that retraction. You're going to get scarring on the end of that tendon. Um, and it's going to be difficult to get that back into place appropriately um, for good long-term outcomes. So this is a situation where if you see some bruising, and this one bruised pretty well throughout that proximal um that proximal humeral region, if you see some bruising there and you are suspicious of a pec tear, you know, when you do your uh, selective tissue tension testing, you need to get them into an orthopedic specialist right away. So, um, you know, try to uh, call the office and say, I, I have a patient with a real issue here. I think that, you know, I'm really concerned about this and we may need to expedite um, a visit to your office. And uh, oftentimes they'll get them right in and uh, take care of these things so that they have, you know, the best outcome in the future. Uh, now, Obviously, if there has been, you know, some direct trauma to the shoulder uh, or in the proximal humeral region, you'd expect some bruising, okay? So if you fell on it or, or like my patient, little Mikey, I'm going to call him, about 20 years ago, decided he was going to make a slingshot with a TheraBand that I gave him to use for some strengthening at home, and I should have known better. He took the TheraBand and put it between two trees and put an apple in it, Pulled it back, and when his sister came out of the house, he shot it at her and um, hit her in the shoulder. And it's a good thing he didn't hit her in the face because uh, she'd have been down for the count. But, uh, you know, that would cause some bruising. And so uh, I should have known better not to give a little Mikey, you know, some TheraBand. But, hey, that happens, and um, that would be one of those types of uh, injuries where trauma will cause bruising. But if they're atraumatic, um, you want to uh, think about the three things we just talked about today, okay? So the proximal uh, humeral fracture, proximal biceps tear, and um, a pec tear. So keep that in mind the next time you do an evaluation and see some bruising in that proximal humeral region. And I hope that you enjoyed today's episode, and I hope this uh, helps you with your evaluations of your patients uh, who have shoulder problems. Have a great day and take care. We hope you've enjoyed the show. For some more awesome content, go to orthoevalpal.com. Can't wait to see you.